Hi everybody, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles Stories of the Supernatural. And I hope you enjoy this new show, whether you're viewing it on the internet or listening to a podcast version of the episode. I do want to thank you for being part of my audience. You can also find links to videos or podcasts on MiamiGhostChronicles.com as well as where you can submit your story about any eerie experiences you've had, which I would love to hear about. Just go to the Submit Your Story tab. Please subscribe to our channel so that you receive notification of when we release a new show. And find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is where I usually live stream and where I give you a behind-the-scenes look at locations where new episodes are being filmed at, I also tell you about all the interesting guests that will be appearing soon on Stories of the Supernatural. I hope you enjoy the show, and I think you are all wonderful. Hi everybody, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles, Stories of the Supernatural. How is everybody doing today? Good? I'm good. I'm good. It's almost TGIF today for me. And uh, of course, you know, or you could say prep for the weekend day whatever the case might be. But anyway, guys, like I promised, I have another fantastic guest for you guys. Okay, this is a gentleman who, as you know, because everybody knows that this is the type of investigator I like. This is an investigator who has been around for a long time and seen the evolution of the field of paranormal investigations. And the person I'm talking about is Mr. Jack Kenna. Now, let me let tell you a little bit about Jack he is considered to be one of the top paranormal investigators in New England. Uh, he's a tech specialist, a writer, author. He's also a public figure. And he is a member of the paranormal team SPIRITS, which is an acronym of New England, uh, San Diego Ghost Hunters and Extreme Paranormal Encounters Response Team. Uh, he's also a senior engineering tech for the Department of the Army. And he's a regular contributor to Paranormal Underground and Living Paranormal Magazine. Now, in uh, 2015, along with illustrator Alex Cormack, he completed work on a new comic book titled Spirits, which I'm going to ask him about that, uh, The Forgotten Souls of Bay Path. And in 2017, he released his first book, Hauntings, Ghosts, and Demons. And he's authored another new book titled Paranormal Research, A Comprehensive Guide to Building a Strong Team. <laughs> I know somebody got this going, hey, Marlene, you talk about that a lot. So, yeah, I want to discuss that. I want to ask him about that as well. Uh, which is being released on, uh, well, just released in, on June 28, 2018 by Sh Schiffer Publishing. He's a regular on TV series. I'm sure you've seen him on Paranormal Survivor and uh, Haunted Case Files, uh, both which air on Destination America in the United States and Travels and Escape in Canada. He was also in the UK and Europe. And when he's not working on one of his projects, you can find him giving lectures and attending paranormal events and fundraisers throughout New England. So how are you doing today, Jack? That was long. I gotta put <laughs> that thing down. I'll tell you, that was. But uh, you know you what? That you... whole bio. I gotta. I gotta I... shorten that. No, no. But you know what? You got a lot of interesting stuff of what we were saying. You, you've been around for a long time. You know, you. Hey, you, not you... As, longer than some, not as long as others. But you know, I mean, I haven't been long, around as long as John Zaffis has or Dave Giuliano. But I've been around for a little bit. God, you but, know, now uh... that you say Dave Giuliano, I remember. That was. I would love to read his. Well, not the blog, but where people, I remember yeah. years ago, where people would submit like their little short stories yeah. about their about their experiences. Mm -hmm. And 
I would sometimes, I would say a day and it's like, you know what? I think today is one of those days. And I would spend like a couple of hours just reading these stories <laughs> because yeah, they were yeah, so because interesting. They're interesting. Very interesting. You know, everybody's everybody has a story too. Everybody has an experience. Not everybody. Yeah, whether they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody in this field has an experience. That's for yes. sure. You know, and uh, we all we all like to share them, and that's part of. Uh, to me, I mean, you know, we talk about the TV shows and stuff. To me, that's part of what that's about. It's it's telling the stories in a new way, and sharing those experiences uh, with as many people as you can on tv obviously but people also get to share their experiences and uh and we do paranormal survivor and stuff like that that's people who have experienced things and we ask them i mean we don't force them we ask them hey this show is doing this would you like to share your story you know and and some of them do some of them don't and that's okay you know like we were talking about earlier just a little bit ago some people don't want people to know no and that's perfectly fine and you know, you, there's and, nothing wrong with that. And you know what? There's a whole – and we were talking about contrary to what everybody thinks everybody wants their 15 minutes of fame, you know, because of the reality. Yeah. There's people, especially if they've had a legitimate supernatural event that scared them, whether it was malevolent yeah. or not. It's like they don't even want to talk about it. Like if I talk about it, it's yeah. going to come back. <laughs> so I don't want to yeah, talk about so, it. So, yeah, some people think that. And, and yeah. hey, you know. Sometimes that's a good choice. Don't yes. talk about it. Yes. <laughs> move no, on. I, I, you know you what? I hate it, to say on. it. Some people, you know, it's like, especially if it was something on the, a little bit on the dark side, it's like, yeah. you know what? If I were you, I would like tread lightly when it comes to paranormal stuff yeah. because maybe for some reason you could open that door again. Just Oh, yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. So. Yeah. Because I, I, we've had clients like that that we've helped and they're like, I want to get involved with the paranormal. I said, uh, not right now. You don't. You exactly. really don't. You're not ready for it. You're not ready for it. Yes. And if you try to do it now, you're going to have the same problems again. Yes. You know, and we've had people do that, and mm-hmm. I've had to go back and help them again and convince them the second time. Well, you know <laughs> See, what? And, and, you didn't and, want to do that, you know? And but I have I to laugh because – Just because they make a mistake, I mean, you know, we try to help keep helping them, so. Well, and, and the thing is this, that everybody sometimes thinks, yeah, some some experiences that some people have are – I don't want to – they're kind of like not really scary. They are. They're unusual yeah. and – uh, but some people have had dark things. It's like I would never, if I were them, it was like I, I don't even want you to say the word paranormal around me. <laughs> It'd be like thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and and then there's some that are very foolhardy, or they yeah. and and I and you know, I tell them because uh, of experiences that you know after a while when you do this for a while you realize um, some people because of experiences they had as a child, whether it was trauma or stuff, that there's just something about them. I hate to say this. Right. That puts a bullseye on them when it comes to malevolent dark forces, and yeah, I tell them, yeah, you know what? Yeah. If I were you, I would never ever dabble. I would n- not even in- never. Why? Right. I would just say it's just better for you because unfortunately, there's something about you, okay, that makes you vulnerable. Yeah. And um, and I know people are saying, I, oh, that's a lot of hype, and I go, yeah. There's there's people that are more vulnerable than others, depending if they've had physical and emotional trauma i mean there's a lot of stuff that yes. can make you i don't know maybe the dark side sees uh that person you know well yeah i can t- i can tell you that for a fact um in almost every single residential case we've done 
And we get an 11 page form, form people have to fill out. They have to tell us all kinds right. of stuff, including medications, this, that, but mm-hmm. traumatic events. Yes. Whether they be, you know, serious things, near death or rape or this or that. Exactly. And, and people will, who really want your help, I mean, it's an 11 page form. Mm-hmm. People want your help. I get that form back in, within 15 to 20 minutes. Yes. People who like, oh, well, you know, I'll get it back to you and you never Mm -hmm. hear. And I'll I'll email them back again. It's like, it's been a week. Do you want me to send me the form? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. And they never get back to you. So, um, but that's one thing we do require with our team. You have to send that form back. It's the only thing we're ever going to ask you to do. Send that form. Exactly. I won't ask you for anything else. And I really won't. Not a dime, not nothing. But Mm -hmm. that form I need because the more information you give us, the better we are able to assist you. And it's not just investigating. It's recommendation of, did you talk to anybody about these events you experienced in your past? No. I think it's a good idea that you may want to do that. Yes. Um, reach out to your doctor. Talk to your doctor about it. Talk to a – see if he recommends a professional for you to go see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and you take that approach to them, and, and you'll find they will because they'll listen right. to you, and they won't listen to a family member. They won't listen to somebody else. or Some things they don't, they've never told anybody of this Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, because sometimes it had to do with a family member. Yes, and exactly. they don't want to talk about it. They don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, because they still feel guilty themselves. And it's like, it's not your fault. Okay. It's not yes. your fault. But you need to go get this other help. Otherwise, I can, and I do usually find in those, in these cases, there is something paranormal going on. Let me ask because you. Because what I believe, okay, go ahead. No, no, no. no. Let me ask you in, in this case, and, and I was curious because you mentioned that, that you know, and I understand what you're saying about the history. It's not a curiosity thing. It's it's very pertinent. No. Do you right. ever find that sometimes when you start reviewing it or that they actually say it, that they have had some type of experience long before they called you in, possibly in other houses yes. or along the yes. years? Usually what I what you need to dig deep enough, you find out it started shortly after the traumatic event. Yes, okay. Yes. And I believe that's where I was going is is – these negative things are drawn to this mm-hmm. not necessarily negative energy but chaotic energy yes it's it's a turmoil it's 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 energy that's in turmoil mm-hmm. because they're in turmoil spiritually yes. and, and emotionally and until they deal with that and until they come to terms not forgive and forget or anything but come to terms exactly. with it and realize that it doesn't have to run the rest of my life and doesn't have to ruin the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I can make better choices Mm -hmm. and I can live with what happened to me, but not let it ruin my life. You know, once you start, and we see this happen, we see them start to get this help and turn around and their lives turn around and things get better and we're able to get rid of that that spirit that's in the home or whatever's there. Whatever's feeding off that turmoil that you were talking about. That's because that's what it's doing. Yeah, and it attracts, that's why we say, you know, what's, you know what scares clients the most for lack of a better term we call them clients but Mm -hmm. you know because we are helping them so you know what scares them the most beyond just you know they think oh i'm gonna have a haunting i'm terrified you know what really terrifies them what terrifies them when i go in there and we go in there i sit there and i go now you understand you have to be an active participant (laughs) in getting rid of your haunting and they're like what do you mean they look at you with a deer in the head like what do you mean by that yes you have to – I'm going to make – we're going to make suggestions to you, mm-hmm. and I strongly suggest you follow these suggestions, you know, and pursue these other things you really need to pursue. Yes. Because if you don't, I can get rid of what's here maybe right now, 
it's going to come back. Yes. Never going to be able to totally get rid of it. Yes. And you're never going to be. And we also teach them because uh, I can't be there every other week or mm-hmm. once a month to stage their home. We teach them how to yes. properly stage their home, keep that energy clear, work with them to, to improve their family relationships, bring more fun, more positivity into their home. Yes. And it doesn't take much. And you know, once they see that and, and you're there a couple times and you're having fun, with, they realize they can do this themselves and they just kind of take it on. And it works. Yes, yes. And, and you know, Jack, this is something, and I've mentioned it before in other shows that, you know, everybody, of course, like, they, they look at the Hollywood version, you know, where, like, the either the exorcist or the paranormal investigator, oh, clap yeah. of thunder, a prayer, well, it's gone. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. yes, maybe at some point something is dispersed, but yes. you afterwards need to maintain because it's, like, almost either, like you said, smudging, whatever, your paranormal, yeah. I mean, your yeah. religious beliefs are prayers. Right. Right, and it depends on the religious. Right, you know, well, th- th- it's not because one's artists, better than yeah. the other. Anything, whatever it is that no, you believe. No, you have in. to work with what they're comfortable with. Right, or what you need to is. keep up this process so that you don't let this come back in, like you said, because it's going to try to come back in. Oh yeah, definitely. And definitely. some people think, or like what you said, they want you to go there, do whatever you're gonna do. It's over. Okay, I can't come back. It's gone. Okay, thanks. Bye. But what what I always <laughs> like to say is, they want me to come in and wave the magic wand yeah. and make it all better. <laughs> I said, there's no magic wand, number one. And I'm not yes. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they laugh. They get a kick out of it. That's how you kind of start it. You make them laugh a little bit. Yes. And you bring that positivity yes. into the conversation right away. Yes. You know, and, and I say, this is the things you got to do. You have to stay positive and don't be – it's hard. I say, I tell them, I know it's hard, but you got to try to stay positive and, and, and laugh and have some fun and do this. And I said, if you're having – I let them know too. If you're having a bad day or something seemed to happen or whatever, you're frightened by it or scared by some activity, call me. Yes. I said, I may not call you back right away, but I will call you back and we'll talk about it. And, and once and, they do that once or twice, they realize, oh, my God, he actually does pick up the phone, you know? Well, <laughs> or one of our other team members you does. You are doing more something talking. which I think is really important that a lot of people sometimes think, like, that you need laughter. I mean, I've told yeah. clients, I said, by the way, I don't want to see any horror films for now. <laughs> none of these yeah. slasher, paranormal, yeah. uh, paranormal activity, none of those. I said, I want you yeah. to watch a lot of comedies, okay? Yeah. I want you to put on yeah. happy music in your house that you like, okay? Yep. I want you to sing out loud. Yeah, I yeah, say, yeah. do this for a while. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying forever and ever, or now I don't no, want you to walk around no. going, ha-ha, you know, like nutty-like. But, but I right, said, right. you oh. need to try to be happy. Um, right. And people underestimate the power of laughter in these type of scenarios. Yeah, yeah, because it can make a huge difference. Yes. Uh, especially over a long period of time. Yeah. You know, because then it becomes just part of your your nature and becomes part of your life. And, you know, you're not laughing all the time. We all have our issues. Exactly, we all have stuff exactly. But you're not always focused on all this paranormal, paranormal stuff or these movies. And I tell them, I said, you know... What you see on these movies, TV shows, all this, I said, you know, that's all entertainment. You understand that's for entertainment, right? Right. They're like, well, isn't it even the reality shows? No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) They're for entertainment. I said, now, on the reality paranormal show, yes, the evidence we present or that's shown is real. You know, some of the stuff, the actual investigating stuff is real, but some of the things that happen are for entertainment purposes. 
That's what TV is about. It's about ratings. You don't have a show that you can keep on the air if you don't have ratings, right? So it's, right, it's exactly, all, uh, and that's a, and, and even even the ones we do where they do the reenactments, all the reenactments are all played up, and and I actually yes. talk about that at one of my lectures, uh, my newest right, lecture that, this year. That it's like also, reality, reality versus reality TV, you know. Oh. And, you know <laughs> it's one of the parts of that lecture. It's like here's Jack, you know, and here's we're talking about the history of this location, and and I stop it, I go, now all that was real. That whole talk about the the history of the location, all oh, that's real. Now watch this. They do the reenactment with, you know, I'm, they show some of my actual footage where I did have something try to attach to me, and it started making me shake, but I said something wrong. And it wasn't anything bad anyway, but it was trying to communicate me. Show me how to communicate. Right. So I start, you see the footage, I start physically shaking. It actually happened to me. But what didn't happen to me was what they show on the reenactment, Jack having a convulsion and falling on the bed, shaking like crazy, <laughs> standing around me, go, Jack, are you all right, Jack, Jack, Jack? That didn't happen. Okay? And you're like, wait, wait. <laughs> but yeah, but I, we sit there, we watch it, we laugh because right, we know how thinking, okay, unanimated of course, I am would during investigations. <laughs> it's like I should be that animated. It's like having Bill Shatner play you. You know, I so said, one of these days I'm going to act that way at an investigation just for the heck of it. But you know, you know it's, uh, it's, but it's you funny, but it, yeah. Laugh, but for people watching the show, they think it actually happened. They think it's frightening. Yes. Right? And that's it's, the point. That's the, the point. Wow I get it. And I get it. And I got no problem with the shows doing that because the, the facts of the story are true. Um, but sometimes they're reenactments. I, and I get mm -hmm. it. They play it up or whatever. But you got to laugh at it. If you can't laugh at yourself of course. and how they play things up, then yeah, don't go on TV because, you know, it's, well, this is, this <laughs> it's what is, they do. I, you know, when, when I did uh, Paranormal Survivor, um, that's I'm right. Not kidding. You we must have we we shot it out of a farmhouse in Michigan. Yes, you guys. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. I remember and, seeing. Um, I was astonished. I'm not kidding you. We must have spent almost three quarters of the day there shooting this. Okay. Yeah. Yes. First of all, the yeah. lighting. I never saw so much trouble with the lighting. <laughs> Just for the background, I was like, "Are you kidding?" But anyway, we almost saw. I mean, we they brought us lunch and everything. And yeah. then for 15 minutes, it was like, "You're kidding." I mean, or even less because by the time you take out the parts where they do the reenactment. Yep, as far as yep. what they actually include, it was like, man, yeah. that, we talked so it's much. Short. They wanted us to say so much for this. Yeah, people yeah. People don't realize yeah, how much they, they edit gonna... out and that they only yeah, pick and choose that's... certain parts that they want. Right, right. That's going to fit the storyline because you got to. People don't realize I we give them the investigation what really happened what, and they write a story. Yes. Around it. Yes. And that's what they do. And I and I get that being. Having done it myself with my, my first book, Haunting Ghosts and Demons, which is based on – there's four stories in there based on um, my team's actual four investigations, plus there's two other stories, plus some other stuff. Um, but I did that. I took what we really did, and I rewrote it right. and made it more fun but built – the real things into it are real exactly. techniques we use some of this stuff that really happens some of the actual evidence we caught so you can like read that book and go to our website and actually listen to the evps and stuff like that but i played the book kind of fun too uh, and added a few things that didn't happen but but you add it in a way that people oh that's all that all that happened well that's what they think <laughs> but you know what and this is another thing i don't thing. claim it because, to be real i mean i don't claim it to be a, you know so. thank you hollywood that sometimes, yeah. especially, and you know that, Jack, that paranormal investigations sometimes move along really slow. Sometimes you go, nothing, grass. absolutely nothing happens, and you're basically falling asleep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Watching grass grow. <laughs> Often it's like watching grass grow. It's like waiting for it. 
Okay, nothing. Okay, you know. and it's like okay, it, it from the from a you know it's like you could even go back. Like sometimes it's not because there's nothing there. Sometimes there isn't, but sometimes it's just that nothing, nothing manifests. No EVPs, right. no moment where everybody looks at each other. What did you? N none of that. Like or oh dude, no 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 oh dude moment. Yeah. It's just, and that happens a lot of times more than people think. It does. Uh, because they does. think that you, you're going to walk into a supposedly haunted place and then ah, stuff gets thrown around and it's like, yeah. no, not, no, no, that's not no, accurate. It <laughs> doesn't happen very often. You know, I've never had anything thrown at me yet. But no, Well, no, I, I shouldn't say either. that. It did happen one time. I had a piece of paper thrown at me. Really? <laughs> that's cool. Literally did. Literally did. And it's, you, you caught it on the camera, but it was at an event thing I was doing. Um, it's at the Spalding Inn up in New Hampshire when Jason and Grant owned it, as a matter of fact. Uh-huh. And uh, it just – I was actually saying goodbye to whatever might have been there because we had some activity the night before. And this little piece of paper comes flying from the other <laughs> side of the bed right over at me and lands in front of me. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You don't want me here. You know, and I could kind of get that sense of it too. But yeah, it's like that. Okay, it actually made an arc through the air and lands in front of me it's like, <laughs> it's like okay, this I can't explain that there's nobody in this room but me but I can't explain that but okay well, you know I remember one time I was interviewing the investigators at Black Hills out of uh, Deadwood up in the Dakotas mm -hmm. and one of the founding members he tells me one time this is a small house by the way and of course the basement the cellar which is like man that's, that's number one creepy place in any house he got slapped <laughs> in the forehead <laughs> hard <laughs> I was laughing somebody in the was like <laughs> Yeah, he got slapped in the forehead. And oh, he boy. was like, this, you know, this was not like, oh, like I brushed up against something. Like he's got slapped in the forehead. And I thought that was funny as hell. But, <laughs> that is, you know. I think that is. I think that. I've been touched on the shoulder a couple yeah. times. I've been, had um, uh, my calf grabbed by something. I've had my leg pulled and something put its hand on my shoulder and my, my hip and rocked me in a bed one time. Yes. Um, yeah, weird stuff. But nothing, I mean, and, and nothing bad. I mean, really nothing bad, you know. Um, I have run into more recently, and I actually was talking to Dave Giuliano about it and a couple other people, demonologists. I have run into a few demonic cases of late, mm -hmm. which is extremely unusual. Right. That's why I was talking to them about it. I said, what's going on? I said, right. because I know from you guys what to watch for, what to look for, and I'm running into this. And and they're typically very quiet. The investigations themselves can be very quiet. Yes. Uh, not a lot happens, but you pick up on other things. Some things happen. Um, I've had on, on each of those investigations, I had my given name spoken loud and clear through devices. Um, oh. Now, everybody knows me as Jack Kenna, but that's not my given name. My given name is John, and it says John Kenna. Nobody, everybody, nobody calls me that on investigation. Right, I was going to say, so you're and like, they're, it, they're, they're letting you know, guess what, we know. Right, and then I've had my son's name said, repeat it and repeat it, and I'm going, if suddenly done on me, I go, is that a threat? And it says yes, loud and clear. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. <laughs> so these are the types of things, you know, you can get very angry for no reason at all, and you're angry yes. at everybody else, and you got to realize what's happening and walk out. Yeah. And go, wow, okay, it wasn't the minute you walk out everything's changed everything's mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. So you have to you catch these little hints and little things and, and you do get some EVPs, but for the most part, those investigations are fairly quiet. Not a lot happens. Somebody might get touched, you know, somebody might feel a burn on the back of their neck. But mostly it's like feelings of fear or anger mm -hmm. or 
you know, and what was happening to the family before you got there. Um, so you watch for these things and you listen. And it's not always like you see in the movies or on TV with the smells and the this and the that. And yeah, the, yeah it, it, that's actually, I think, pretty rare. And, and that's what I'm finding out from these guys who do a lot of these. He said, yeah. And he goes, they don't really want you to know you're there. He goes, that's, not. Goes, that's how we know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, that's how we know, Jack, what you're telling us is true because not a lot happens initially. It's not right. until you go back and you try to get rid of these, clear these things, or you try to at least make the house comfortable for the people, that stuff mm -hmm. starts to happen. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Well, you know, and this is this is a phenomenon. Jack, the clearing too. I had something happen during a cleansing in one of those homes where the whole attic started to shake that we were in, and bangs and scratches while I was doing some cleansing and prayer. Oh crap! And, uh, oh yeah, yeah. And the girls were like, "Jack, you know this whole attic's shaking, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, just let me finish. Just don't interrupt <laughs> me. Let me finish what I'm doing." And they're like, "Okay." And then it finally, as I'm finishing, it started to die down. So. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that can be typical of something, you know. So you just got to be careful and watch what you're doing and reach out for help if you need it, you know, because uh, those are new for me. I haven't had many of those, and so I reached out to those guys and talked to them. Well, they're there is, for me if you need them. So. This is, um, you know, and, and I hate to say it because sometimes I do think that the D word, the demon word, is overused. It's, it is. It's lost well, its... Um, yeah. It's very serious, but I think it's more rare than people think, the true ones. Yes, it is. And um, it is a lot of people, you know, sometimes, and I've seen this sometimes where they say, well, they'll go into an investigation and all signs point to maybe, for example, a prior owner. This is an example. Either because of EVPs yeah. or whatever, or sightings. Right. And then somewhere along the line, this starts getting uh, taking on a malevolent turn. Okay, mm. what a lot of people don't understand is there's something called nesting, okay? Yep. Now, the way this works is if that human being, when he was alive, he or she was alive, mm -hmm. had an attachment, okay? Which, by the way, doesn't mean necessarily that they were possessed. No, it had an no, attachment it's completely different Either a dark yep. spirit or demon. In death, they're still carrying it with them. That's why sometimes I've seen investigations that it looks like, for lack of a better word, it's a regular old dead person. Yeah. And then for some reason, it starts going really dark, especially yeah. when the investigators don't go away. Or, right. like you said, they're quiet, like, okay, you got rid of the dead guy, good, bye. Yeah. And something, and it's because there's a good possibility, not always, but without knowing particulars, that that person or that spirit when alive had some type of attachment right that's right. still and, there and, with and, them. and and if you stay paid close attention you can tell there's something else mm -hmm. something doesn't make sense yes. like when you're investigating you make any contact with this with human spirit or whatever but there's some things else that come up that don't make sense yes and that's usually an indication there's something else going on and you got to try to figure out what that something else is yes. and try to call it out if you can um and, and I will, I, that's one reason I actually, even today, I mean, I like to go a little old school and use divining rods. Yes, not I so, use, I love divining rods. They're yeah, a little bit time consuming. They are, they are. But I don't necessarily look for answers right. with them. Uh, what I want to do is feel the energy that's coming through. Yes. Me. Yeah, yes. yeah. And they are kind of time consuming, but, and they're subjective and, and all that. But if you're Let using it for something. what you want to use it for, you can find out a lot. I have, I, I 
you know, because like I tell everybody, being a paranormal investigator, sometimes you're the worst skeptic than any skeptic out there <laughs> as far as how high you set the bar. I'm not a skeptic. I'm a believer. But I reserve my judgment during investigations. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I've used I've used dowsing rods. As a matter of fact, I have mine right there behind my, do my door. They're always like in my bag ready to go. Um, and uh, I've used them myself to, to situations. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give you a for instance that it's like there was one time where my middle son, my absent-minded professor son, you know, very intelligent, but he would walk away, leave the car door open, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. In his computer, he had a bunch of crap. He lost one of his paychecks. <laughs> <laughs> so finally he goes to me and he goes, Mom, I can't find it. I'm like, Brandon, Mom, Mom, I put it, I think, on my computer desk, which has got a pile of crap on there. <laughs> but although he goes, but I'm not sure, Mom. I, I, I know it's in the room somewhere, I think, I think. And I'm like, Brandon. So anyway, I was like, we tried so looking for it, of course. better find it. find yeah. it. So I'm like, I said, okay, you know what? I went and I got my dowsing rods. And I said, I need to find the check in here. Yeah. And I Jack, that thing took me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. it starts yeah. pulling me towards the computer desk, but behind the computer desk. Ah. Guess what I found? I didn't find that check. I found an, another check that he had never cashed <laughs> like about 18 months before from another job oh, he had. Oh, my God. Oh my okay, God. that had fallen back there. Thank God it wasn't really for a lot of money. <laughs> but still. You know? No, it's and, still. And I found it back there, and I had no idea. In other words, I was like, uh -huh. Uh -huh. and it was like, uh -huh. I asked for the check. I did find the check. It was just the check that we were looking for. Right, right. But I think it's because, you know, you, you, you're focusing your energy to yes. find a specific thing, and it'll guide you to right. that. Right. It was like um, I wasn't looking. And I found I found portals out in the woods that way. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, you guys will see that in Haunted Case File Season 2 this year, by the way. <laughs> we actually well, actually had somebody film that, and I, even I couldn't believe it. It's like, really? It brought me to this tree. Okay. All right. So it's a strange story. I can't talk too much about it, but I just gave a little something away, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably not okay, but it's okay. <laughs> Now, let me ask you, know, you Jack. TV is, you don't want you talking about stuff until it airs, so, you know. Oh, okay, I understand. Uh, I told you about yeah. that before. Since I'm not going to ask you something that, you know, it's not, you're not supposed to talk about. I understand. Some things totally. I can say, but some things I can't yet, so. But go ahead. What do you got? Let me, okay, and, and I always, I, I asked my guests this, and I never, and I told you I was going to ask you, did you have experiences as a kid, or how did you end up doing this? Getting into I don't know. That's a good question. How did I end up doing this? I don't know. <laughs> It fell into you know it. what? Sometimes, no, I did, I, I, yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's kind. Of, I kind of did fall into it in a way, but I did have experiences as a kid. Okay. Uh, growing up, nothing bad. It was never anything bad, and it was. Uh, I used to hear my name being called, and it would sound like my mother. It would call me my my nickname. Like she always called me Jay. Okay. So I still hear it to this day in my house occasionally, and a, a good psychic uh, medium friend of mine who I met totally by accident was able to tell me that it was my uh, maternal grandmother, my, you know, my mother's mother. Wow. And, and, it, and I'm like, well, it might make sense. Why do we sound like her voice? And she was always just letting you know you were there, she was there, or everything's, you know, you're not alone, because my mother might be outside or down doing laundry. And I, I'd hear it loud and clear. I'd go, well, yeah, Ma, what do you want? Mom, what do you want? And she'd go, what are you doing? What, what are you talking about? She'd go, well, you called me. I didn't call you. Wow. And it wouldn't be just once. I'd hear it two or three times. And there's still times I hear it when I'm laying in bed and I'm not going to work a certain day and I'll be just laying in bed, sleeping in a little bit and I'll hear that and I'm like, 
Ah, Grandma, it's okay. I'm not going to work today. I don't need to get up. It's okay. Wow. <laughs> and it'll yeah, stop. it's like, let me sleep it's in. It's like, people say, oh, it's a weekday. You're supposed to be working, aren't you? You know, like, no, no, I'm off today. Don't worry about it. And then it wow. stops. It goes away. So, and other people have heard it. And to them, it sounds like somebody they know, which is interesting. But it's always my, my, my grandmother. Um, so that's interesting. And uh, so I always had kind of those experiences. Mm-hmm. I had some strange things too, like be in a, a deep, deep sleep and feel like something very negative was coming after me and I couldn't wake up. And finally I'd wake up. I'd force myself awake. So I had things like that happen. But those were rare. I mean, those things were rare. So I, I, you know, but I had all these experiences. And I was always interested in the, like the In Search Of shows and Bigfoot right. and the UFOs and ghosts and all that stuff. But I, I kind of, it wasn't until Ghost Hunters started, which I talk about this in my new book, I think, too, uh, Paranormal, Paranormal Research, um, that kind of rekindled things in me and i met some people online that used to be called the beyond reality forum that okay. taps at start and that's where i met the spirits of new england team uh and we didn't meet for a year really? and i was actually yeah I, I was actually uh one of the last members brought on the team um yeah and we've just been the five of us ever since they had some other members some people fell out some things people didn't work out right. and then i was the last one brought in and and until just recently, we just added one new member, uh, Joe Sibilia, who's uh, somebody I work with, but he's excellent at audio and video review and, and helps us out a lot. So I, we decided we're going to make him a part of the team. That's the first person in forever since 2009 when I came on that's been put on the wow. team. So, I mean, and then just went from there. You know, I mean, we just kept, we wanted to do. Uh, residential stuff. We wanted to help people. We learned a lot from Jason and Grant, okay. going to their events, talking to them. You know, we just kind of knew them too. Um, so they helped us out a lot, and so did others uh, who've been in the field for a long time. Exactly. And it just kept going. And then you know, we ended up on TV by answering an email, uh, actually by making a phone call from a number on an email, uh-huh. and spoke to, spoke to the people at our house media. And uh, that was for season one of Paranormal Survivor right. um, that I did with them. And uh, we just all hit it off since then. They would keep asking me to come back. So I keep coming back. <laughs> so, but you know what, me, what it is also, Jack, that you've been around for a long time. And it's a wealth of experiences that you have uh, as yeah. far as uh, not, not only stories, cases. Okay. Yeah, because. We've done even some. I consider cases even ones that you know, I didn't have to go there, but I was able to help these people figure out things and resolve yes. them, just even over the phone. Um, and sometimes people just need somebody to talk to, and that's all it is. They just want to tell somebody what's going on and, mm-hmm. and try to understand it. Not that they're terribly frightened by it. They've had it in their house for a long time, and they've been living with it. But they're now they're getting like a little worried, and so we talk to them about it. You know. Yes. And we just could give them some advice and things like that. And right. it's like, well, it's never harmed anybody over all these years. I wouldn't be overly concerned. Just, you know, just keep doing what you've been doing all these years. Just don't talk to it too much. Well, <laughs> you know what? And, and, and I'm, I'm going to go on the – because this is my experience with um, – and, and I know there's a lot of shows and there's a lot of paranormal investigators that yeah. handle things differently. Yeah. I personally don't think – that living with a 
deceased spirit that's still earthbound is good for a household, for living people there. Even if it's low-key, even if it's like you said, it's yeah. the one that wants to stay in the attic or in the basement and yeah. doesn't just wants to hang out. Because I find that, like you said, maybe for years it's really low-key and maybe all you get is yeah. a weird noise. Or, right. But I've seen more often than not, eventually it can get very dark. Okay. Sometimes it can. And, and, and we let them know. You know, if something no, does. No, you know what? And there's people that's like, oh, well, yeah. if it's so and so, it's okay. And then it's like, mm. no, we even then we tell them, no, it's not okay. You shouldn't be having to deal with that. You know, right? Uh, so I know what you're talking about there. Yeah. Well, and I tell yeah. them, you know, a lot of, or if it's a family member, some people think, and it's like, oh, well, if it's auntie, whatever. I said, look, listen, auntie, whatever. If you send her, if she goes on to light, she can come back and visit you guys and make sure everybody's okay, and that's right. fine. But right. you would never want a human soul to be earthbound. Okay, which means no. stuck. Okay, yeah. even if this yeah. is what she thinks she wants. And I said, there could be a lot of reasons why maybe she hasn't moved on. Maybe she's right. scared. She didn't believe in the afterlife. Uh, right. It could be a million things, you know. Absolutely. Uh, she yeah. hasn't figured out she's dead. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> Doesn't want to be. Yes, we do. And we don't know the reasons why different yes. ones are there. But yeah, you know, I, I kind of agree with you there. But at the same time, you can't force people no, to do anything. No, you cannot. You cannot. You know, you can give them advice. You can suggest sure. things. But I always tell them, look, if something begins to get dark, if things start to change, call me and I'll come help you. Yes. Don't be afraid to call. You know, but some of them just want to understand, like, well, you know, why is this go doing this now? And I said, well, you know, oh, oh, the kids all moved out and you're renovating. Well, there's there a good go. reason. Yeah. I, you know, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Okay. You're messing with their, their place, something that yes. they're comfortable with. So that can happen. I said, try this first. Try to just explain to them what you're doing, what's going on, and that things will calm down pretty soon, you know, yes. and see what happens. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. And that's when I say, well, call me and I'll come over and we'll, you know, we'll go through it. But I still make sure you got to still fill that form out, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you're still, still going to fill that form out before I can come over, though. You, well, know? you know what? It, it, it's it, fair it, enough. It lets yeah. you get a better hand. And, um, and one of the things that, uh, and I'm sure you've run across it, Jack, where sometimes yeah. you have a person that they're, I'm gonna, they're, their grip on reality is not really that good. And very true. Very true. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking from about. From every case where we thought somebody was loco. Yes. I wouldn't do any cases, but you know, yes. it, yeah, yeah, because again, we discussed that that can be part of the issue. Yeah, exactly. And it can be caused by some so many things they've been through. So that's yes. where if you really want to take these residential cases on. You got to be willing to take that part of it and make suggestions and say, hey, this. You know, you have to look at this too. This may not be this. It could be this, you know, right. but you'll find they'll listen to you. I mean, you'll find they'll listen to you. Right. Or, and, and I've had some cases where you have some people that because they've got, they're a little bit, they kind of like get a very, um, in other words, you might have, if, if they, and it is a big, if they have something paranormal, it might be really low key or, mm, yeah. but they kind of get like a persecution complex. Like they think it's evil or they, it's with yes. me and it's following me. They kind of like make yeah. it worse than what it is. And it's yeah. like, yeah. you know, wow. Some cases it's like they want it to be that. Yes, yes. And it's like, uh, you know, or if it you makes tell them, them or if, or I've had cases where we've had to tell somebody, 
you know what, there's nothing really here. Yeah, um, yeah. And they get upset because they're like, no, there is something. It's like, no, there isn't. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I say that form helps weed that down. And yes. usually every time, I can tell you, with that form, every single time you've got something really going on. Um, yeah. Because it just weeds people out right away. Now, let me know? ask you, Jack, have you had the experience as an investigator that sometimes whether either you got the case or you haven't even gotten the case that you start having experiences whether it's dreams or just stuff happening that you yeah. know that you're either going to get a case or the case does have something attached to it because you start having things start happening around your house yeah yeah i've had that happen um mo mostly with more negative cases i won't say demonic yeah. but more yes. more negative cases um with real negative cases what i notice is uh I've got a GPS on my phone. I use it all the time. Works fine. Mm -hmm. But anytime I got a case where there's either something going to be really negative, mm -hmm. or, or in the last couple over the last few years these demonic cases, it tries to make me make a U-turn and go back the other way. Oh wow! How interesting. I don't know why. But I have to reset the whole thing for it to work. Really? But it only happens. It only happens during yeah. those cases. I use it all the time. I mean, you use this thing every day. It never happens. Only with cases like that, and that's why kind of an indicator to me that, hmm, yes. okay, I might be dealing with something else here than I think. Mm -hmm. And it's really odd. It's just really odd. And it will try to reroute me all these different directions and go in these different ways. And yes. I'm like, what is this thing doing? And I'm like, and I finally caught on. Took a took a few times. I finally caught on. That's what was like, a common oh, denominator was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a negative case of some kind. It doesn't want me to go. It's trying to reroute yeah. me. Yeah, you it know, wants to derail us. Yeah, or, or sometimes, like, like you said, you'll have the client, they call you like, oh, my God, quick, like, I need you out here, like yesterday, and then all of a sudden yeah. they cancel. And it's like, mm, okay. And I tell them, I tell them, by the way, especially if you can't go out there right away, like I can't be there tomorrow, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I tell them, by the way, you know, let me know if there's any changes, but please expect that you're going to find a lot of reasons why you want to cancel yeah. this. Yeah. And they'll be yeah. like, no, no, no. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But So please yeah. let me know. Don't, you know, give me yeah. leeway because. Usually what I found, they call them and say, well, really nothing's happening. So I was just going to can't because there's nothing going on. I was like, yeah. no, don't, no, no, I'm yeah. coming. I'm coming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unless you've got another good reason, you get something, family issues, something like that, I'm coming. Yes. So. They're like, oh, okay, you sure? Yeah, yeah, but nothing's going on. Yeah, yeah, I know. It seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah, okay, let's, let me get there. Yes, that's, that's the whole idea. That's the whole idea. They slow down things go. down. It's it like, doesn't okay. want you to go. Yeah, eventually it these paranormal investigators are going to get tired of being asked to come out here, and then you cancel on them, so that'll work. I mean, yeah, yeah, they gotta, you got to remember. I mean, you know, you're talking on the phone with these people or whatever, and, and I guarantee it's listening. Oh, you know, they know, they know what's sure. going on. Know what's going on. It's gonna try you know, everything people, that it possibly I've can people, to derail it. I've had people had to refill that form out three times because every time they were done with it, suddenly it just wiped out. Are you kidding? No, those were more negative cases. It just, the, the form just the computer glitched the form, and that was it. So I said, one guy, one I had to mail it to her. How to <laughs> I what? Think of mail, mail it to her, and she had to mail it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was uh, that was a negative case. Um, yeah, I don't think it was demonic, but it was negative. So, well, I said, I'll mail it to you. you. Just mail it to me. Okay. You know? Now, I'm, and since we went there, let's go there. Why do you think, in your experience, 
And I'm, it sounds like you've been asking yourself that question, that lately <laughs> you've been running into darker cases. Yeah. Possibly yeah. malevolent, demonic, if you want to take it there. Why yeah, do you think? I, oh, I think I know why. Why? I think I know why. A, a few years back, um, I met a I, I met a bishop at one of, that goes to one of the events, and he's well known. Um, he's he, he talked to me. He's also psychic, but okay. he's he's talking to me, and he's like, Jack. He goes, you know, you got this really strong light about you, and I'm like, whatever, whatever that means, you know, because I have to take this stuff with a grain of salt sometimes too. Right. And he's like, no, no, no. He goes, I you've had. He goes, was your mother? And he didn't know me. He goes, he goes, your mother was somewhat psychic wasn't she i'm like yeah how'd you know because <laughs> she yeah. used to tell us stuff and i'm like okay and then stuff would happen you know uh but she used to like to go to get readings done and stuff mm -hmm. like that and people would always have a hard time reading her they would tell her you're, you're a strong psychic i can't read you you know go to this person you know right. and they'd send the, the one more more strongest individuals they knew and um but they told her, I mean, she was told she was psychic. And I'm like, yeah, I, I guess. I said, I, I, you know, my mother had some abilities. I said, I said, but uh, he goes, no, it runs long in your family on your mother's side. He goes, he goes, but he goes, it seems to me it's culminating in you. And he goes, I'm going to pray for you to have some demonic cases. I'm Are like, you kidding? No, no, he said don't that? Do that. Yes, he said that. I'm like, don't do that. Don't. I was going to say, don't, who cares? Don't. He goes, I'm going to because, he goes, this is what I believe you're like, meant no. to be doing. And you can help people. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, don't do that right away, though. And then shortly I, after that, about a year later, I had my first one. And You know what? It's like, thanks then another for year, nothing. About six, eight months later, I had another one. And, and I've had like, I've run into like four, I think, now. And so I was talking, like I said, Dave Giuliano and some mm -hmm. other people about it. And, and they were like, he goes, yeah. He goes, you started getting more of these after the first one, huh? Like, yeah. He goes, yep. He goes, did any of them seem the same? I said, well, this more recent one seems very similar to another one. He goes, he goes once they know who you are, yeah, they go looking for you. Yes. Because remember, they're not bound by anything. They're not human. They're not, they're not bound by time, place, anything. Mm -hmm. He goes, so they can be, you know, uh, affecting more than one person at one time. I said, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I didn't think about that. Yes. He goes, but sometimes you'll find you're, you're drawn to that because of that. And there's a reason for it. And he goes, just go with it. He goes, it's you're doing what you're meant to do. And... And I'm like, yeah, 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 really? <laughs> it's I like, still like, still like, don't want to so, go with it. But I'm like, okay, I can call you guys, right? And they're like, yes, 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 you can call us. We'll, we'll even come and help you if you need help and stuff like. That. I'm like, good because, yeah, you know, I mean, I know a little bit about these things. I don't know a lot. Right. Um, I, I know I have a lot of common sense. I think about some things. But I don't know all these different demonic entities. I didn't study them or anything like that. And they're like, well, look into it a little bit. But we're here to help you. We can guide you and we can teach you if you want. Well, this is, um, this like, is the well, thing. Let's see where these things go, you know. They, um, and, what, and I was curious to ask you, have you gone to these cases and think, expecting it's a regular, you know, haunted house per that regular dead human being and then it turned something else or did you already know beforehand like that it was either demonic or very malevolent no i usually go into these things expecting nothing 
to okay. be honest with you. I totally just I'm a believer. I won't tell you. I, won't, I don't I don't like to, to say that, like a lot of dudes like, oh, I'm a skeptical believer. No, I'm a believer. I believe in the afterlife. I've seen too much. I know what I believe. Right. There's an after. So I believe in spirit. I believe, you know, people have hauntings. But when I walk into a location, I go in expecting nothing. Okay. I want to find out what's going on. So I, I work in engineering. So, I mean, it's like, it's like to me, it's like, okay, I got to start this project. And we had to work on this this new design. And we don't know if it's going to work or not. But this seems like this should work. And this should. And then you've got to go in and you've got to do testing. And you've got to check on things. You've got to figure out what, what is really happening, okay. what's going on, and what's got to do with it. So I kind of approach what I do with the paranormal the same way. i got to go in, got to do some investigating, i got to feel it out, see what's going on. I will, like we talked about before, sometimes get hints of things. Okay. Like, hmm. Maybe I better be able to. Maybe there is something going on here. I might need to be a little bit more careful okay. in my approach because I don't like to do anything, especially if I think it is negative. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do anything that's gonna make things worse for right. the people that are living there. Right. So I take more of an approach of talking, and I discuss that in my newest book, Paranormal Research. See, I just plugged it there. See that. So <laughs> Well, so, that's fine. Plug no, no, ahead. No, plug no, away. Plug away. No, Believe me. Let no, me tell you something. Like I, I said. Like to, I like to approach spirit just like I approach people. I want to talk to them. I want to say, hey, this is who I am. I'm here to talk to you. I want to find out what's going on. You know, we're asked to come in because there's you know, a lot going on here, and these people are kind of frightened. So what's happening? But what are you, are you trying to send a message? Are you you're looking for something? We're here to talk to you. That's what we're here for. Talk to us. And tell us what's going on and, you know, what's important to you. What do you want to talk about? So I take that approach. Even if I suddenly realize it's not what I think it is, Right. is, I'll still take that approach and just hopefully I'm, you know, it probably realizes what I'm doing. But I'm playing the game, right? I'm playing the game exactly. of, oh, I don't know what you are. Uh, there is a point where if I want to make sure of what I believe it is, I will call it out. Um and then I'll just go, okay, I know what you are. All right, this is what you are. And then you'll see usually something happen if it is. Um, you'll have loud bangs. You'll have all kinds of weird things happen. And then you're like, okay, called you out. Okay, I know what you are. All right, now we're going to back off. Okay. And then we back off okay. from it. And I don't instigate it any further beyond that uh, until I can get in there and really do some prayer and cleansing and, and try to help things calm down. Okay. Um, that was that was my that next question for you. Enough bothers anybody, you know, more than what it already was bothering them. At least, anyway, let's put it that way. You know, it doesn't ramp things up by taking that approach. I've I've found. So, let me ask you: in in a case like this, when, let's say you go in, like you said, open-minded, let's see what's here, and you somewhere along the line you realize, okay, this is not just a nasty dead person, because that's what people don't realize sometimes. You do have aspects of malevolent hauntings that really—it's just a human spirit because this was a bad person right. when they were alive, and they're just bad yeah, dead people. Bad. And you or get sometimes that you find nasty, um, that that bad feeling. Mm -hmm. Exactly like when you're around somebody that's really bad that you kind of like yeah. want to get away yeah. from them. Yeah. And you still have that same feeling even when they're dead because you could tell that they they project this energy which is negative. But that's right. Let's that's say right. you, in the course of the investigation, you realize this is not. A bad dead person. This I'm talking here, a non-human entity, um, yeah. malevolent, possibly demonic. That's my. What I was going to. Do you back out and reassess? Do you contact somebody that is 
um, has like a, either a demonologist or more proficient or ask them to come back with you? How do you handle that? Uh, we, I, actually, in, uh, in our um, extreme paranormal encounter response team, Steve Coles is also a demonologist beyond being a Bigfoot guy. A lot of people don't know that about him. But he, he is a demonologist. Uh, but I will also call guys like John Zaffis, mm -hmm. discuss some things with them, or you know, Dave Giuliano now has said he'd call me anytime. So I have other. I do reach out to other people who have much more knowledge than me. I also have some friends of mine, uh, Katie Boyd, who's a demonologist, but she's on the pagan end of things, mm -hmm. um, and she takes a different approach. And sometimes I like that approach better because it's less invasive. Okay. Um, and it's it's more beneficial to the uh, to the, the the resident that's living at the location. Um, so I'll talk to her, you know, and get her feedback and see what they think and what their suggestions are, okay. and then go from there. And then if I need to, mm -hmm. I can always call one of them to come out and you know take 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 control of it. Because uh, again, I'm still learning that part of right. it. So. So yeah, you can't be afraid to reach out to people who have much more knowledge than sure, you. Sure, absolutely. I mean, you know, we don't. None of us knows everything. Even they don't know everything, but they know more than I do, and they've dealt with other things more than I have. So you know, no one team can do it all. To be honest no. with you, no, um, like like that. Especially say, when it comes there's... to things like that, and you want to you want to give these people the best help you can give them. Yes. So if you can't do it yourself, that was what I would tell people. If you can't do it yourself reach out to these guys they will talk to you they will try to help you and if you got to hand it off to them hand it off to them right put your ego aside and hand it off yes yes this God because ultimately it's about the client that's right it's about helping that person yeah you know it's not about you um and and i've had a few clients uh, a few uh, individuals lately call me and say i want you to come out and, and help me with this and blah 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 mm -hmm. and then they go i say oh, okay um you know have you talked to anybody else oh yeah so and so's coming uh, right this this coming weekend and he's going to investigate and I'm like then what are you calling me for yes <laughs> uh, i'm not going to do this then because you're you just having this person come out well yeah but i don't think they can really handle it uh wait a minute no who is it? And I'll ask them. No, I'll ask them who they are. And like, I know who that is. They're very good investigators. Work with them first. Right. See how it goes. Mm -hmm. And then then we can go from there. If they yes. have a question, you tell them you talk to me, have them call me. You know, I said, just, but I said, you know, there's no magic. And it's again, they want everything one and done. It's like there's no magic wand any of us can wave to make this go away. Well, they said it might take three or four times. And it might take three or four times. You know, it could take more than that. I don't know what you got going on. So let's let them do their thing and we'll go from there. You know, I'm not stepping on their toes, you know. Let me ask oh, you, Jack, what yeah. happens if in the course of your investigation and like I said, sometimes maybe you realize, okay, you know what? This is dark malevolent and I think I might yeah. be having a family member or somebody here that is under demonic, if not obsession, possession, oppression. Okay, in other words, this is not just the family wigging out because something right. dark is going on right. where you think one of the members is getting oppressed. And I'm not taking it as far as obsession. No, and that actually happened and that actually was going on in a recent case because okay. the, son, the son's attitude and, and uh, demeanor and mood had completely changed where he was extremely angry and aggressive towards everybody just okay. within a week and a half of moving in this location. And they were ready to move out. And I said, well, let me come in and, and let's see what's going on. 
So we ran into that. And what you have to do there is you go in, you investigate, and that same night we did a cleansing. Okay. Because uh, <clears throat> we figured out what was going, kind of what was going on. So that night I did a cleansing, which I probably would have done anyway. Um, that's where we had the attic shaking and everything else. And then it's after that you just keep track, you keep in touch and say, okay, okay how's he reacting now? How's he acting? Okay. My God, he slept for the first time uh, through the night with every every day of the week for this week since since we moved in. Okay. Okay. Uh, his attitude is much better. He's acting more like himself again. Okay. All right. And you have to keep just in touch with these people to see yeah. is is something else going on. You know what's happening. It's like I said, you can't go in, investigate, do a cleansing, and you're all done. And that's it. You're finished. Right. It doesn't work that way. It does not work with they, that way with yes. residential cases. If you want to investigate places like that, stick to historical sites, stick yeah. to, you know, uh, other places. But you can't go to a residential home that might have something yes. negative. I think you can go in, collect all the evidence. Oh, this is what we found. Just tell it to, to leave you alone and it's going to leave you alone. It doesn't work. No. It really doesn't work. Um uh, it might in the case of a, of a human spirit, but yes. not in the case of something that's really negative and may have been there for a while, or the case of something that's demonic, or the case of something that's elemental, yes, which is exactly. a whole other thing. Exactly. Right? It doesn't work, so you've got to work with people and, and keep going back. And, you know, not every team is meant to do that, and that's okay, and that's uh, okay. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I, I've heard of yeah, some teams yeah, that yeah, have, yeah. like, like, like peeled out. <laughs> <laughs> realize what yeah 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 i mean you're dealing with some people that may have some issues and you may be dealing with things that you never dealt with before everybody thinks it'd be oh it'd be great to i've, I've talked to people over here it'd be great to have something like a negative case and like no it's not no it's not <laughs> it's really not no, it's you don't not. want that trust me you really don't want that even just a negative spirit you really don't want to deal with that you know um because it's a lot of commitment and exactly. you know it's not just and and that's where I've had trouble. I get calls from people in other states, and it's hard to find. I will say this: it's it is hard to find good residential teams in other states. Yes. And I say residential teams because because they go in, they investigate, they give these people what they found, and they walk away. And, and I said, I, I, when I and I discuss with them, now you're going to go back and do a cleansing. And they, oh yeah, 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 we do all that. We do, all, and they never go back. Right. And I've seen it more times than not. And so I'm trying to figure out, get better information from, from other people of who who can I trust in this state that yes. will do and this and that. Because sometimes i got states out in the Midwest or out in California. I can't do it. And and I have no real contact out there. Yes. Um, so I have to try, I try to do a little research myself. And I talk to them before I even tell them. Uh, I try to feel them out, but it doesn't always work out. So... Um, not picking on other teams, but it, that yeah. type of stuff is not for every team out there. Um, and, and, you know, some individuals are even better at it, you know? Well, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's, for lack of a better word, I know this is complicated in the sense of the dynamics in the house. Um, you know, I, yeah. you know, sometimes, Sometimes if you're willing to help some people, allow themselves to be helped, and then there's going to be clients that even if you want to help them, they don't. But like you said, ultimately it's their yeah. choice. It is, yeah. But as long as you're yeah. willing to, um, and it's really funny because you go from from the one extreme where there's absolutely nothing there paranormal except maybe a raccoon that got in your attic. 
yeah, you know, yeah. or pigeons or whatever. Possible. Right, which is uh, possible. Or to, and that, that's why I use the, the word non, non-human versus demon, because like you said, it could right. be an elemental. There's a whole host of non-human entities right, that don't right. have to fall into the realm of the demonic per se. I mean, that's correct. Yeah, a whole host yep. of them. Uh, I mean, it could go from one end to the other, and um, I found in my experience that some of the darker ones sometimes, I'm not going to say all the time, but elementals, uh, the darker ones, I, I, I want to say sometimes I've seen it that it's almost a familial thing, okay? Okay, yep. Where yep. Yep. if the person really opens up to you and starts to talk to you about it, right? their family sometimes it's almost like has been having experiences along those lines and it's like okay this 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 is this is not this location which means right. you move away and, and sometimes they'll even tell you that they've been moving away trying to get away from this and of course it shows up every time they they're still at a new location right because um, it's with them that's why it's with them yeah. it's with them and i say so this is the thing you you can't uh, run this you've got to face it and overcome it Right, right. Um, and sometimes some things like that can be what's called a negative thought form, too, yes, which is created yes. by the people themselves because yes. of all the negativity. Um, yes. And it becomes its own being, in mm-hmm. a way. It takes on its own life. Yeah. Um, and that will just kind of follow you around. Yeah. You know? And it's not necessarily a ghost. It was not nope. human. But, but you've created it through all this negativity and arguing and, and all yes. these things. You know, so... You know, there's weird cases like that too, so you got to yeah. try to figure that out too. Yeah, so. and, and and you would think some people can't understand the concept of what you described. Like, well, if you created it, why would it do something negative against you? And I go, yeah, because you lose control of it. Yeah, yeah in other it words, its own thing. Yeah, it becomes and, its own thing. Exactly, and this is usually when you get a lot of obsessive thought about stuff, thinking that, that yep. yeah, you kind of like breathe life into it, and then it does yeah. its own thing and makes you pull your hair out. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people sometimes have a hard time realizing that not all the origins of everything have to be a spirit, per se. No, 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 they don't. They really don't, you know. And and it's once you get into this world of the paranormal, you find all this stuff out. There's a lot more to it than you ever thought it was. It's not just what you see on TV. No, no, no. No. No, and it's not as it's not quite as exciting as what you see on TV either. <laughs> well, it can be it could be it's the real not investigating as exciting. Part anyway. yeah. It's weird, but not as commonplace sometimes the weird stuff as people think. Like that every time you're gonna come across something really unusual and I go, Yeah, yeah it happens, but and that's one of the things, you know, I in some of my other shows I've told people, you know, whether you're looking to join a paranormal team or you think you need to bring a paranormal team, I said, number one, you need somebody that's been around, that they've been established for a while. Because I say a lot of paranormal teams, they kind of fall apart within the first one or two years, okay? Either because of what I call paradrama or they realize it's not as exciting as they thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, so yeah. if you're going to join a team, try to look for somebody that's been together for a while. Or if yeah. you're going to have somebody come to your house, basically you're ask, letting strangers come into your home. Yeah. You need to look for somebody or a team that's been together for a while, and then you speak to that person, and you know, usually the the founder or the team leader, and get a feel for them. And I said, and if you don't feel right about it, like, then you can always say no because you're basically yeah. opening your doors to strangers. And yeah. unfortunately, and I'm sure you've heard about it, where some teams sometimes make things worse. <laughs> 
Oh yes, because... yeah, 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 yeah. I've worked a couple of those cases. <laughs> well, you, so, you're the cleanup crew. Nothing against the other teams, but yeah. you know, it, no, it, of it's, course. Yeah, everybody has their 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 skill level or their learning level or whatever you want to call it. Uh, level of education. Right, well, let's call it that. Um, and and newer teams just getting in, they're still trying to figure it out, and you make mistakes. You know, we sure. made mistakes. Yes. Um, uh, but I always tell teams again it goes back to don't be afraid to reach out for help yes. and to ask the more uh, seasoned groups that are out there for yes. advice and assistance and you'll get it typically you'll get it you know well but don't be afraid to do that don't think you have to do it on your own or or that you even can do it on your own right away well um of course not and this is and yeah. and, and, and you know be, and well like you said you've even written a book about paranormal about a guidebook in other words and yeah, it's kind of like yeah, it's it's kind of a it's actually almost like a textbook, but it reads better than a textbook. No, well, and this is well, <laughs> no, and this is and, and the point I'm trying to make, Jack, and you, and, and I'm sure you've seen it. You have gone through years of experience, and this is why I tell everybody, you know, you could read all the books, whether they're about stories, true life, or guidebooks. But I go, there's nothing that replaces field work. Field work is field work. Right. And you going, this is how you learn to be a good investigator. You're going to go out in the cases that you're like, oh, my God, you know. I just spent five hours fighting off sleep and nothing happens. And I go, but nothing replaces field work, okay, Right. gaining experience. And like you said, and if you're not there at that experience level yet or that expertise, then you reach out to somebody and say, "Uh, help. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's actually why in the 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 book I the more recent book I wrote, the Paranormal Research Comprehensive Guide to Building a Strong Team, uh, and that's what my publisher named it, which is okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have been my yeah. choice, but that's okay. It works. Um, they're, they're the publisher. They've been around for a long time. Exactly. But anyways, in that book, I talk a lot about how to talk to spirit. You know, that part of it. it's not just about equipment and setting mm-hmm. it up. It's it's that, but it's also about about the paranormal, about the spiritual, and about you know how to talk to spirit and not using just the canned things but it's also i include in there a few of our investigations and some of them earlier ones and some of them later ones and and the real truth of here's what happened on these investigations here's what we experienced here's what we did and then at each end of those cases is one of the one of my investigators i had them give their insight into what that case meant to them what they got okay. from it and what they experienced during it. So you get some insight from an investigator themselves of, hey, this mm-hmm. is this is what it meant to me. This is what I found out. This is what I learned from it. So it goes a little bit deeper than just a typical, oh, yeah, here's your equipment. Set it up to this. Set up this here. Do that uh, there. Exactly. You know, all that. It goes much deeper than that, really. And uh, trying to really teach people this is what investigating is about and this is how you go sh- – this is how we were successful going about it yes. and these are the things that we went through and the things we experienced as well um, so I'm actually even looking at uh, I'm t- actually talking to my local college about giving classes on it I think that would be and fantastic. they're actually re- they're actually the, the college is receptive to it so which is interesting so, so. I think that's great I think yeah, that's yeah yeah so and I, we've got a local place where you can take them and investigate uh, after it'd be like a continuing education course like maybe a four or five week course yeah. couple nights a week mm-hmm. something like that um so yeah i mean the college is kind of 
kind of really interested in it. Uh, publisher was really interested in that, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of I, course. I think but it's, why, it's, I mean, try it's and see how almost it goes like and, the spell of myth from the truth. Yeah, and that's kind of what it is. But I've also got to set up a curriculum for it and, and all that. So you've got to lay, you know, do your outline of your curriculum and what you're going to do. Which it, even that's making, uh, giving me some interesting insights into how to how to go about this and to, what are we really talking about here? What what subjects do we want to talk about that will will uh, teach people things about the paranormal? And yes. if they want to get into it. You know the right way to get into it, and you know setting your egos aside, and and yes. learning from other more experienced people, and and getting and even getting the other teams I know in the area that are much more experienced, to be able to say, okay, well let them, yeah, we'll get involved with it, and we'll let them reach out to us, and just even answer questions for them, because yes. um, a lot of teams don't think about doing that, you know, and it's like we need to, we need to take it that next step and and if somebody calls you or talks emails you answer their questions sure. maybe you can't let them on your team but say hey what questions do you have what do you want to learn what do you want yes. to find out and sometimes do you know what if sometimes somebody's in a jam and they need let's say you're in, you've got somebody that you know is an expert in a certain field that you could pick up a phone and call them yeah and say look i need to uh like brainstorm this a little bit with you because yeah. i'm not sure what do you think yeah and yeah. if you've got, if you've networked, and, and the reason why I bring that up is because I've been a freelance investigator all my life, yeah. and I worked with a foundation that runs all of Florida, and even I've worked with other groups outside of Florida, but usually they would give me a call either one because there was something in South Florida, or two because they were short, let's say, on an investigation, a member, right. you know, somebody, and they would sometimes if I could, I would travel a little bit, so right. I right. that's how you learn, and and thankfully that one of the things that I learned with this, uh, the research foundation that I work with is that they would work also with other groups in the state. In other words, you right. would cooperate. And you learned a lot. I mean, a lot yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we've done all these years is we've talked to other teams and people we've known been doing it longer than our teams. And now, you know, we're we're one of the people people are coming to and asking stuff to do. And, and that's fine. I answer. People always, I always get, get, I don't know, kind of surprised when, you know, because I'm on TV, I'll get people friend me on Facebook or oh, people reach out to me on Facebook, message me, and I answer them and they'll go, oh my gosh, you actually answered me. <laughs> I didn't expect you to actually answer me. I'm like, well, why not? That's what I'm here for. Well, you're on TV. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> what's that got to do with anything? Yeah, you're reaching out to me to ask me a question. I'm going to answer you, you know, because I feel that's what I'm here for. You know, it's right. part of what I'm here for is to somebody wants to know about this. They, they're interested. They're passionate about it. I'm going to help them. I'm going to give them the answers. And I, I'll, I'll chat with them as long as I get time. You know, I say, look, I may not get back to you right away, but I will eventually get back to you. Don't give up. You know, I'll answer you. And if I had not answered you the first time, message me again in a couple of days, you know, because I'll probably forget, you know. Uh, but I do see them all. And I, and I try to remember to get back to everybody when I can, you know. Um so I just try to do that, and that's and that is networking in itself, reaching out yes. to people and giving them advice, and, yes. and yes. just sometimes they want somebody to tell their experience to, and that's okay too. Yeah, I'll listen. And you, you know, know what? It's really I'll... surprising, but sometimes people feel more comfortable talking to a stranger. When I mean a stranger, like as not yeah. a friend, not a family member. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. They, f they feel better. Like I know you're not going to say anything, but I need to get this off my chest. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's exactly it. And I mean, they're telling me, and I'm not going to say nothing. Yeah. yeah. Who am I going to tell? Yeah. Oh, I could tell the world. I write a book about it. Wait, hang on. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that yes. anyway. But, uh, you know, yeah, they just want somebody to tell their experience yeah. too. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just like recently I, I put out a call for this uh, uh, new. Uh, company I'm actually going up this week to, uh, to Canada or next week to Canada to film with, and it's for a show called Haunted Hospitals. They said, "Yes, Can you put out yes, I've, I've, I've heard to, that." I've... To... Yeah, I'm going to be filming as one of their quote experts. Um, okay. But they asked me, "Can you reach out to me? We, we're short a few stories. Can you reach out to some people?" And I said, "Yeah, sure, I can." Yeah. But it's amazing. I reach out, and, and there's some people like, "Oh yeah, I, th I I'd like to do it, and I got this." And then there's some people like, "Well, I don't have the story, but I'd like to tell you about this." And I'm like, "Yeah, cool. Yeah, let's see you hear about it. You know, it doesn't fit. I know, but I just wanted to tell you about it." I'm like, "Yeah, okay, that's fine." You know, and I listen to their they write their story, and it's some of are really interesting like, wow you know that's that's a really interesting story well you know like, what well, maybe we'll cross paths because they reached out to me too so <laughs> well we might we might i'll be going up i'll be filming tuesday next week up there but you know, um, well you know what the thing is that um i think because of uh and i'm not going to get into it that since we're all the way down yeah. in florida for us <laughs> you yeah. know it's a, there's an, an additional cost to getting us from point a to point b so well, they gotta pay it if they want you bad enough. <laughs> yeah, I know. They they have. They have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they gotta they gotta pay to fly you. Yeah. And they do, and they do all that. And yeah. That's fine. And they they were very. I, me, I, I was a, for me, it's a six hour drive. I drive. I was gonna not, say you're way up there, but it's different. It's yeah. yeah. If, if it was a six yeah, hour drive, that I would. Far away, they fly you. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're good people. Yeah, stuff, I had a, I had a really good this, experience with them. I really did. Yeah, this is a different production company than our house media. It's another yeah. one. Mm -hmm. Um. But uh, they seem like good people too, and yeah. uh, I know some people have already filmed with them and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, I go up yeah. there, I'll film with them, we'll have some fun or whatever, we'll get it done, and and I'll head home, you know. But I am actually going to be in Buffalo this uh, Buffalo, New York this weekend anyway for uh, um, the Carnival of Para Horror. Uh, so I'll oh be my at God, that event. Really? Yeah, at Buffalo Central Terminal. So uh, we'll be doing that event. I'll be doing a lecture Saturday. I'll also be the celebrity ghost hunt guy, quote, <laughs> Saturday night. So so if anybody wants to come out and investigate with me, I'll be there. You know, you know what? I was in uh, Buffalo, <clears throat> I think, <clears throat> excuse me, when I went to Waverly Hills, I want to say like three years ago. Sometimes time yeah. escapes me. Time goes by quicker than you realize. Yeah, yeah, it does. It flies by. Um. Not Waverly Hills. Am I thinking of the wrong? Uh, Rolling one? Hills. Rolling Hills. Rolling Hills. I'm sorry. After a while, all these asylums you get confused on. Myself. Yeah, that was just there. Was it this year or last year for the first time myself at Rolling Hills? Yeah. And you know what? It's a part. That was a real creepy place. But anyway, one of the things. Oh, I had some experiences there. I know. Yeah. That, that, I, I actually had some experiences there. <laughs> One of the things, and and I and I went back after the, you know, because we, we got there when the sun was going down, but then afterwards. Um, I went back the next day, and I yeah. was. That's in the middle of nowhere now. It's now in the middle of Look, nowhere, yeah. so I can imagine that back in when they established it, the mid 1800s or whatever, that really must have been so remote. Like when they wanted to get people out out of town, this was the place to take them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that little town 
you know, the closest town where you can stay at is the closest town. Yeah. So, no, so it was I'm like I'm sure it was smaller back then. It's a little bit bigger town. They even got a casino now, but I think it was a little smaller way yes. back when. You know? uh, so yeah, it's out in the middle of nowhere. But I, I would say this: I I don't know about you, but I picked up on an energy on it as I drove to it. Um, yes. Even about a mile before I got to it. Yes. Um, and um... I picked up on a woman screaming, just screaming insanely. I, I don't know what that was about, but that's what I picked up on. Well, but we had some very interesting uh, experiences while we were there, and yes, and it's an interesting place. It's a very interesting place, and I never would have thought, because I usually don't investigate those places because they've been done over and over and over and over, and over again. Exactly. Well, we were you know, lucky that when we got there, there was only four other people besides ourselves, and two of them yeah. left very quickly. Yeah. And um, we even did later on the owner. Sharon, I think it's her name, Sharon, and the other gentleman that was with her, we did some flashlight work way up there on the third floor. And Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was really interesting. We did a lot of stuff that normally, I, but, um, and I don't know if you had this experience. It was so much colder in there. It was freezing. Uh, there was one of the rooms it was. It yeah. was freezing outside. Uh, it was cold outside. How's about this? It was cold outside. Yeah, but I know what you're talking but about. But when you yeah, walked yeah. in there, considering that, yeah, I mean, I know there's, I mean, they had, it was like significantly colder. It was like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about because it was actually, we were there, it was warmer when we were there. And yeah, that there's, a, I forget which location it was. On the third floor, it was like there's a room that was really cold. Uh-huh. It's like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, that that it's, that it's warm out and it's cold in this room. There's no air conditioning, so let's see. Yeah, and we're on the third floor, so it should be hot up here. Yes. you know, and it was in the other rooms, but in that room it was it was cold. Yeah, no, I was, think that's we, where the one guy stayed. They kept the one. Well, there was uh, that the guy that had Giganticus, the 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 Roy, I think his name is the one. Yeah, that was Roy like seven... was. Yeah, yeah, Roy had a room down on the second or first floor though right i know that but he was third uh, floor was a guy who was a little bit nuts right uh, and and that was his room up there he's closer to where the doctors and stuff were uh -huh. um and that's the guy's room that was really cold we had some weird things happen yeah there. it was it was uh, it was an unusual it was we were laughing because there's two other girls that that when we went you know she gave us like a quick twenty and she goes here's your flashlights off you go yeah, and they yeah. told us, "Can we go with you guys?" <laughs> we said, "Sure, come along." And it was, it was funny because I was laughing like, you know, we, let's okay, let's go in this room and let's just like let's see, let's check it out, let's let's see what's right. what. And if I was moved towards the door, all of a sudden I'd have them like right up behind me, like you're not leaving us in here by yourselves. It's, like, it's okay, guys. So you can step back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna leave you right here. Right. Exactly, exactly. Right here. It was like, well. Well, I think the interesting thing about that place is there's really, I mean, there's really not anything negative in that place. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that's going to hurt you. Um, might scratch you or something like that, but I just think it has a lot there's of nothing demonic of... there. There's nothing evil there. It's just, you know, these people had issues. They had problems. Some of them are still there. Yes. Uh, some of it's just the energy that's still there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it's a place you can go. You can have some really crazy experiences. Yes, you can. And and not have to worry too much. You want to make sure you clear yourself so you don't bring anything home with you. Yes. Um, but you can go there and, and really experience a real haunted location, a true yes, haunted yes. location. Um, so I, I kind of recommend it to people, you know. Um, 
if they've never investigated before and they're looking for yeah, a place it, to go. Yeah, let me tell you something. It's, uh, it's, 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 and it's got it's the creepy setting also. It does have the creepy setting. Yeah, that goes without saying. Uh, a good friend of mine, Steve Brat, had spent a lot of time there. He's with South Glens Falls Paranormal. Um, he used to spend a ton of time there um, going back and forth from here in Albany, New York, back out to Buffalo, out to that area every weekend. Wow. Uh, and helping out cleaning the place and mm-hmm. and shoveling into the place during the winter and all that stuff. And, and he's had tons of experiences there. And he's a young fellow, but, but he's had a lot of experiences out there. And uh, he's a good guy. And he can tell you a ton of uh, – Steve Broad is his name. You can look him up on Facebook. He can tell you a ton of things about the place because yes. um, he just spent years out there, you know. Back and forth, and every weekend, back and forth. And I bet you know what? Considering that, he probably has seen a lot of different things. He has, he has, a and his lot. team, because his team go. Um, yeah, he's seen a lot of stuff out there and experienced a lot of things. Uh, and he's a good guy too. And he's one of those guys that'll talk to you, you know. Um, so you know, is, reach is, out. No, this is uh, you know, those are some you know. I, I mean, I've gone to like Trans Allegheny. I've gone to a bunch of the asylums and. You know, I, go, I tell people, you know what, it goes without saying that these places are going to have residual and intelligent stuff. And I said, because right. let's face it, like you said, the people that were there had some some of them severe issues. And for some of them, this was their home. They kind of lived out the majority of their lives there. Right. Like, you know right. how some people haunt their homes? Well, this was their home to them. That's right. Uh, That's and right. I said that, that some of them are, that they're active. Yeah. Uh, but you still got to be careful when you go there sometimes, like you said. Make sure nobody wants to come back with you. Yeah, yeah. Cl- yeah I'll do a cleansing before you leave that place. <laughs> yes. No matter what. I do that anyway, no matter what investigation I'm on. Oh, so. I'm glad you brought that up yeah. because I yeah, tell everybody, yeah. Yeah. And most people, a lot of people I talk to don't know how to do that. And I'm like, well, I can tell you or teach you or show you. And mm-hmm. and we do, you know, because uh, it's important. Because, yeah, you know, I tell I you, even talk during my lectures, it's important to remember we're dealing with a spiritual realm mm-hmm. within the paranormal. It's not just about yes. equipment and trying to catch EVPs. You're dealing with spirit. You're dealing with people's souls. It's a spiritual realm. You need to be grounded in some type of spiritual protection. Yes. So, you know, it, it's important. You can't do it without it, you know, yes. and you shouldn't do it without it. No. And and there's a lot of people who don't believe in anything anymore. I know. So I tell them, find something. Find something you connect with. And sometimes we'll sit and talk about it. And they'll say, well, I think, you know, I connect with this or that. I'm like, okay, good. You know, it's good. Go with that. Go with Wiccan, you know, look into Wicca. Look into paganism. Whatever. Look into these different, whatever. As long as it's positive. Yes. Stay with the positive. But yes. go with what works for you, you know. Um, and then and then just, you know, keep keep yourself grounded in that. And, and, and that's... I think even part of what I talk about in my book too. So, you know, because it's important. You can't really do this field without that. Well, you can't keep it separate. And, um, yeah, and this is, I think what you're pointing out right now, Jack, is so important because, um, like I tell people, you know, sometimes when you get, and I don't want to say an attachment, let's say, you, let's say you're a paranormal investigator. And you go in there right. and you're vulnerable for whatever reason. You're tired, you're exhausted, emotionally you're having a problem, whatever. It could be anything. And you, something besides, hey, I'm going to go with, I'm going to 
go with that guy. Right. I said, you know, contrary to what Hollywood shows you, three days later, things don't go flying around your house. Sometimes, especially if it's a little bit dark and malevolent, yeah. it takes sometimes days, weeks, and months for things yeah. to little by little unravel. And then when this person realizes the point of origin, they'll realize everything started after, let's say, they had that one investigation. Right. But sometimes it takes them months and months and months and months sometimes before they catch on. Right, right. You know, and I go where all parts of their lives are all of a sudden total. By this, and by this, I don't mean nobody has a perfect life, but where all no. of a sudden so many things take a left turn for them across yeah. the board. And then you, like you explain, where maybe they start experiencing these bouts of unexpected anger or, right. you know, in some cases even depression. I mean, it could be a host of things. Yeah. And uh, I think that what you were talking about, that's when it becomes so important is when that person has some type of spiritual uh, anchor. Yes. That if yeah. that starts starts to happen with them, that they can call on whatever their spiritual belief is for protection, right. for help. Right. Because that can right. like basically derail if there's anything that's attached to them. Right. Right. Before yes, it can. It can. And that's... And that's a whole other part of residential cases and yes. stuff too, getting people to connect back to a faith or find yes. a faith, yes. you know, um, that they, that they, they're comfortable with, you know, mm -hmm. and that, that they feel works for them. And that's a big part of resolving these issues too. Again, that's why people, when you tell them you have to take an active part in getting rid of your, you know, and dealing with your haunting, yes. they don't want to hear that, you know, no. because it means they got to do some work. <laughs> Well, oh, you know, you know, and it's, it, uh, I think yeah, it's, yeah, it's very it, so, you know, you know what? And I think it's really funny. They, they, they're hesitant. Like they don't, or if, like you said, they, they might have some religious background. Maybe they were brought up in a certain religion, but they're right. not, not really anymore. They're barely right. spiritual at most. And I'm thinking to myself, having this type of experience that you think this would make a believer out of me. This would bring me right back to my religion real quick because it'd be like, okay. Yeah. This is this is not the regular, everyday things. I'm experiencing right. something that has to do with the spiritual world, the unseen world. So yep. how can yep. you how That's can true. you not be willing to participate or do something on a belief system when you're having to deal with this phenomena? It's like how do you, how can you, you know? Because because many of us are just naturally lazy yeah yeah you're right you're right it's like uh i gotta get up every sunday go to church yeah now. yeah yeah well, uh, uh, depending uh, on um can i just live with a ghost <laughs> you know, well i'm just saying you know no right like, right no no, one, no no it's not that we're lazy it's that we a lot of us in our life there's so much going on these days it's like one more thing i have to do yes you know i mean that's really I joke about it, but that's really, it's like, oh, my, I got one more thing I have to do. Yes, it's going to yes. be to resolve this. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. And you should keep doing it. But try to find, that's why I say, try to find something that you're not going to look at it that way and go, one more thing I have to do. Right. Oh, this is the thing I want to do. Yes. It's one of the things I want to do. I want to go back to this church or that church or, mm -hmm. or this faith. Or, you know, find one that works for you that you enjoy going to, you know. And not that you feel you have to go right. to. Right. Not like it's not and, a chore. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make it a chore. Make it a make it something that's fun and that you want to go do. You know, it's yes. a positive thing in your life. You know, <clears throat> and once you start to get through to people that way, then that's how they start to look at it, and, and they do go back. You know. Right. And they find that oh yeah, I really liked it. You know, I'm really enjoying it. Oh good, that's what it's about. You yeah, know. I mean, there's it's a, not the, the, the good thing about it that there's nowadays there's a lot of different 
choices, even if it's non-denominational. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, and and that's just it. That's why I don't push anything on anybody. I mean, I'm Roman Catholic, but I don't push that yeah, on exactly. anybody. You know, and they ask me, I tell them. You know, oh, okay. Well, should I do? No, not if that's not what you're what you're into. You know, you should find what you're into first, and that's where we'll talk and say, well, what do you what do you connect with? What do you what do you kind of lean to? You exactly. know, as far as these saying, well, you know, and you talk about it, and you'll finally figure it out. Maybe you should look at this. That might be something you find really that religion you might find really interesting. Oh. Okay. But you know what, Jack, and, and, and I say this especially for my audience because I know I have a lot of people out there I say, even if, let's say, you're for whatever, whatever your reasons for not wanting to go to church, I say if people are willing to use prayer, let's say, at home, let's say they're having right. this experience, it doesn't even have to be, like, let's say, even if you're not Catholic or Christian, it doesn't even have to be in Our Father. If you're willing to pray and ask for protection right. from the divine, that's as generic right. as I can get there. Yes. Okay. Yes. From the divine, you are, you are going to get it. I mean, you don't, it's not like, okay, you know, it's not like, okay, well, if I'm not in church, then don't worry. You know, if for whatever your reason, you're right. not there yet. For, right. You can still pray and you can make yes. it like, help. <laughs> help. <Yes. laughs> help. You know, take care help. of me, help me, take care of my children yeah. or yeah. protect my sure. family. Sure. Um, and it doesn't have, there's, it doesn't have to be formalized, I guess is what I'm saying as far as that's true, that is true, yes, you just have to find something you know that that you can connect with and mm -hmm. and 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 follow some type of routine with you yes. know ask for help from uh, but always just always ask for help, ask for well, guidance. No, whatever ask. let's say and this yeah. is for like this yeah. is like I'm talking about these circumstances like we're talking about somebody yeah. that's either was never religious or drifted away from whatever the religion right. was and right. they haven't exactly. gone to church or temple or whatever and exactly and they're kind of I don't even want to say they're agnostic but it's like ah and all of a sudden they find themselves in this situation like you said hey you know I came here and I helped you out but you realize for whatever reason because of you or maybe dynamics in your house you know you're going to have to kind of like you said the do the work Right, After I right, leave. right, right. Yeah, yeah. There's still some things you gotta have to do. Right. And but we don't just walk away again. We don't just walk yeah. away. I'm there for them to call or talk to or whatever. And I'll ask them the hard questions and say, "Well, have you done this? What I suggest you?" Well, no. Well, remember, you still gotta do that. And you still should do that. I don't tell them they have to. I say you still right, should exactly. do that. Right, exactly. It's up to you. You know, it's up to you. But you know, and eventually they do. You know, Absolutely. It, I'm telling you, it was great. I love talking to somebody like yourself who has so much experience in the field. Thank Take you. care. Okay. Well, you as well. And you too. Take care as well. And bye bye. Blessed be. Okay, guys. So, what did you think? Wow. I'm telling you. See, again, this is the kind of guest that I love to have because what he was saying. He has a lot of experience, he's seen a lot of different things. He's dealt with different clients. Like he said, he's gone from regular haunted house, uh, dead person, uh, maybe auntie or uncle or the old owner to what he was describing lately that he's seen a lot of dark cases. And like he said, you, I guess depending on what point or what it is you run across, you back out and reconnoiter if that's what you have to do. And I know I've said this before, but um, a lot of times, sometimes depending on 
let's say a pre-interview that you do with a client depending on what they describe sometimes you kind of get an idea of it's dark but sometimes you really don't till you get there and in some cases because the client themselves kind of fudge a little bit and by this what I mean is they kind of course describe things but they're almost scared of scaring you off as an investigator so they kind of omit the darker aspects of what's been happening to them or in their home because they're afraid that the that the investigator is going to say or the team is going to say uh, no or no we can't or which by the way does happen it does happen or it might have even happen to them but they kind of are thinking I need to get somebody out here okay and then of course when you go out there depending on what exactly happens or also in the experience of the investigative team then they realize okay this is there's more to this here than just okay it's not their imagination it's not the pigeon in the rafters there is something here and not only is there something here or in some cases and and I've talked about this because I I've done what Jack says about that you give people a questionnaire that they fill out but again and I and I've done this before because I would do two-part investigations and I did point for a lot of investigations where I besides that I would take each of the family members aside way as a matter of fact another one were outside out of hearing out of a way that they knew that there was no way that they could be overheard by the other family members and I would interview them and a lot of times I would hear a lot of things that were not on that piece of paper okay why because they were afraid to write it down they believe it or not people whether it's the adults or teenagers whoever were afraid of letting other family members know of either experiences that had all their lives or something recent that they had engaged in okay and uh, only when you take them aside by themselves and it's like I'm not gonna talk but and then you hear sometimes things come out that that's not on that piece of paper which by the way gives you a good idea of what you're dealing with and then they'll tell you well you know what especially if they're the target person if they're the ones getting targeted I have had these experiences I've felt touching horrible dreams things that point to something more sinister than just like oh I feel I hear somebody walking up and down the stairs or I feel some I hear somebody rummaging around in my kitchen closing and opening the cupboards okay well no they start talking about something darker okay uh, and then that's what I'm saying it's sometimes not till you get there and you're in the thick of it do you realize okay I'm gonna investigate this but I'm, I'm already based on what this person or persons told me and sometimes no sometimes the person has been totally honest with the other adult in the house if that's the case and they kind of say well yeah but and like again sometimes you get a whole mood of information that's not on the paper again because they're they don't know you number one they don't really know you so there's a trust but not a trust like ah man and when they meet you and, and if you make that connection with them and they realize you're really there to help them and and you kind of like basically especially if you kind of like and I think you develop these little antennas after a while that when people are holding back a little bit and you kind of like let them know you know if you want me to help you 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 got to tell me everything like there's something here that's missing 
you've told me all this stuff and maybe you wrote all this thing in this paper but I feel like there's something and then and then I can't help you if you don't and then not all the time obviously but sometimes like I said usually in the darker cases you get more information more examples some case sometimes the other person like I said you'd be surprised there's people that will be married to another person that person they there's something there they haven't talked to them and it's like okay I can help you I'm not about I'm not about to tell you but you need to after really depending on how you need to consider or do I have your permission let's talk about this or because you're keeping this other person you're living with in the dark as to what the source of this might might possibly be and I've said it before I've come across people that it's a family thing they've been some of them have fear they've crossed somebody that's put a curse on. I mean you'll hear a lot of wild stuff out there that people just don't put on a piece of paper even though that usually is what he said is very true if people are willing to fill out a questionnaire of several pages chances are very good that if they don't they do truly believe that what they're experiencing in their house is really supernatural because believe me nobody goes through that trouble because like you said people just like oh my god I didn't know how oh no I just thought you were gonna come over and whatever and tell me who is it do, do I got a ghost and what's his name or her name and it's like okay yeah you're real scared I could tell you're too excited about this and again and I, and, and I know there's a lot of paranormal investigators who disagree on this point and everybody's entitled to their opinions based on their experiences and and I'm going to say it again and I stick to my guns. I don't ever, ever recommend. And in, in one respect, I do say you can't force somebody to do this. But I never, ever recommend to anybody to coexist with an earthbound spirit. I don't care because that inevitably goes bad. Sometimes I find out about it, Sometimes it's like, I know. Or sometimes you get called in because after so many years, it's really starting to go dark. The reason for this is whenever you have an earthbound spirit, and I don't care if it's your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, your kid, or the old owner of the house. What happens to most human beings when they're frustrated and unhappy? Because that's exactly what a spirit is that's earthbound. Okay. They're caught. Okay in this loop of either if depending also on how where they are of either seeing other human beings with bodies carrying on life and they're stuck and bottom line is it fuels all the worst characteristics in a human being whereas a person that was just a regular person starts getting like jealous and upset and uh because they're trapped so I'm saying it's inevitable that it becomes bad. Okay, it's like, what? And, and then I tell them, you know, oh, because, well, this was his house. And it's like, listen to me. Whenever a spirit of a human being still thinks that they need this house or their ego still thinks this is my house, I built it, or I lived here 50 years, that's a problem. Because when you die and you go into you ascend you realize and you shed your body and you get that understanding it's like I don't that ownership of the house that doesn't matter to me anymore of the material things I don't need that anymore I don't have a human body 
that doesn't those things are ego driven things that we as human beings have which is ownership ownership of the structure ownership of people ownership of things the car you know these this is stuff that we deal with as human beings with regular bodies so whenever you get a spirit it could be the nicest person that gets trapped for whatever reason okay it always goes bad to let that person stay there now I recommend to a lot of people um, you know we could cross the spirit over and help them bring somebody there I mean people don't realize that when you cross the spirit over it's not like you're taking them and you're booting them out the front door what you do is you know it's a process by where either depending you pray for that person's soul you ask for somebody that they loved and trusted to comfort them okay and you urge them it's going to be okay sometimes people uh, stay behind because they're scared they have a lot of fears sometimes they were even a fearful person when they were alive and this fear of whatever of the unknown they carry it in death and it's like I, I, I really not happy now but this was my house and I'll just stay here no you need to help that soul go on and be in the happy place where we're all meant to be in the presence of the divine not this in-between gray place where where it's meant for human beings and you with bodies with bodies because they're still human beings but with bodies with physical bodies so again I say you know a lot of people disagree with me I don't ever recommend it I don't ever recommend it I don't care who that person is you should help them go along once they ascend, once they're in the presence of the divine, if they were, let's say, a loved one, they're going to come back and visit you and check on you, make sure you're okay, and maybe uh, drop something off, maybe on a certain date or an anniversary, just to let you know, hey, I'm aware. But they're not stuck there. They're not bound there. They see what's the curve on the road. They see what's coming, and they know this is your turn now to figure things out and do what you're supposed to do okay so they don't they're not stuck there they're not bound there um, and when you do that you're freeing them and I guess this is uh, as a matter of fact there's one of my favorite books which is by a lady called uh, well she was a, a doctor um, and uh, she wrote a book uh, Ireland phrase her last name and she wrote a book called freeing the captives okay and what she meant by was earthbound spirits. You're freeing them. You're not kicking them out. Uh, and in some cases, let's say, let's say you had somebody that was very Catholic. You asked to have a mass said for them. Hello, you can have that. You can request, you know, for the spirit of that person to be included in a mass. You know, in the name of that person, whatever, whatever. Does Catholic? That's just an example. Um, and. Uh, because and, and and another thing and, and a lot of people are gonna say uh, one of the other dangers is that when you get a spirit that stays behind especially the type of personality that didn't want to die one they weren't ready to die sometimes they were young middle-aged but bottom line they were just not ready to die okay or they thought it was unfair or they thought it was sudden or whatever besides the fact that they're hanging out and being where they're not supposed to be out of the presence of the divine it's almost inevitable that presented with a chance in the right circumstances or the right person 
they will try to take over somebody because what they want desperately is a human body and sometimes it's not an out intention of possession but if you have somebody that's really silk sick or experienced some type of trauma it's really weird you're you're basically if you have in, in a discarnate in that household that sees an opportunity and was desperate didn't want to die wants to relive live they could try to possess that person or at least attach themselves to them always this the object of an attachment ultimately is possession folks okay or oppression or more obsession people don't get it because what does it want? It wants a human body. It wants the senses that are attached to human body. Okay. So this is again Marlene's, and I, and I know a lot of people will will disagree with me. And like Jack said, well, they think, well, if it's not harmful or if it's very low key, and uh, I agree with him. You know, you, you tell people it's your choice, but I tell them ultimately even if we're out of the picture by the time you realize that things have gone south pray for the soul pray for the soul or ask them to move on ask somebody to come and get them and bring them into the light and by the way no provocation please <laughs> no no provocation you need to ultimately somebody will come for them or you talk to them and I know some people say you're talking to thin air yeah okay well you know suspend your disbelief and do it okay and tell them look first of all which of course is very important ownership establish your ownership of the space of the house even if you don't own it if you rent it whatever I live here now I live here now and you're dead you have to say it like that just in case it's one of these that missed that that part of the you're dead and this is not the place for you you're unhappy nothing's gonna happen to you you need to have somebody that you really liked and trusted come and get you and when they come you need to go with them because you're gonna be a lot better and happier and anything you want you're gonna get it over there the answers you want, you're going to get it over there. You say this enough times. And I've had people tell me that they've done it maybe over a couple of months. And then all of a sudden they realize that that spirit has left. And it wasn't contrary to sometimes what people see where it's like, whoa, you know, this, the ball of light, ball of light. And sometimes it's very very subtle when this spirit has moved on and been taken into the presence of the divine some people besides the obvious that maybe you don't hear or experience the manifestations anymore I've had people that say it's lighter in the house uh, I've had people say man before I didn't realize how much like the air was dead in the house like sometimes like sounds were deadened like you couldn't hear things from outside like all of a sudden it's like somebody threw open the windows it's lighter like in light um, you hear more sounds birds everything's like something's been lifted from the house or in the apartment or living space okay and they'll say man it took me a while and I realized it and you know what now I realize that, that, that noise I used to hear about this person or the closet or whatever it was that we're hearing it's gone and that or that feeling that I had that somebody was watching me it's gone I just realized that and yes, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes suspend your disbelief and ask this person to move on and ask somebody to come and get them. Okay, believe me, there's plenty of people that will come and get them and take them to the best place for 
a human soul which is in the presence of the divine you know not not here this is for us folks but anyway guys i hope you like the show please subscribe to the channel or if you're listening to a podcast so you get notifications when i release new shows uh catch me on facebook on Twitter and on Instagram. Also, my true believers, go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com, submit your stories. And again, I've got a lot of fantastic guests. Possibly you might be catching me on some other paranormal shows. I've got a few that have contacted me. And also that uh, I might start um, taking calls live on a radio station for you guys. So we'll see. that All those things are in the works. But in the meantime, please, thank you so much for sharing this time with me. I truly, truly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. You are all wonderful. Take care.